We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome to another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is uh, Tyler Siski spraying rain all over the Clark Ford Studios. Uh, Troy coach John Sumrall is going to join us in about a half hour or so. That's the plan anyway. So we'll we'll talk to him about uh, the Trojan season and a lot of other things as well. Thanks to everybody for being in the stream with us. Tyler, uh, what's going on with you? So, Neil, I found it. I know our good friend Bob's listening. I have found the new flavor of rain located in Oxford, Mississippi at the Kroger. They had a whole row of it, so it's probably not there today, but it was yesterday. Tropical storm. Somebody tweeted at me, and forgive me, I can't remember who it was, tweeted at me and said, and I saw it. I didn't know it was out yet. I'd, I'd seen the bar tag in the Kroger. They just hadn't got it yet. The new flavor has a little Sprite taste to it. Do you do you do you taste the sprite in there? Or is that just me? Sprite. I don't taste sprite. I do. What? What? Let me let's get your review. What do you got? What are you tasting? Um, citrusy sprite. Citrusy, but not sprite. Citrusy. Citrusy. Um, Hawaiian punch. Okay, I can go with that. I don't know. Maybe it's just the the. It's Hawaiian the punch with a little more citrus. Uh, Bob, this is going right to the top of. The, it's good. <laughs> it's going right to the top. This it's one's smooth. Yes, this one's going right up in the uh, cherry limeade red dragon category for your boy. This is fisting to go into the rotation. I might have to bump. This might get. This might get a little bit more play with me than gummy bear. Yeah, this this is ahead of gummy bear right now for me. I, now, when when you start talking about cherry limeade. And then you get into the rarefied air of Red Dragon. <laughs> like Michael jo- Is Red Dragon the Michael Jordans of rain? Red Dragon's the Kobe Bryant of rain. Okay. What's Cherry Le- Limeade? LeBron. LeBron cannot represent rain. I refuse to allow that to happen. 
Okay, Magic and Bird. Okay, good. Okay, good. LeBron does not exist. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. LeBron, where you can hey, make an argument. LeBron but, drinks. LeBron drinks Celsius. That's that's who LeBron is. Oh, okay. He's, yeah, let him go. That's his. That's his deal. Um, where yet? Where yet? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's way up there. I, I think, and I need to. I'll have to continue to see if it. But first taste. What's Portnoy say? One bite. Everybody knows the yeah. rules. And then he takes six bites. Yeah. Um, I think it's right behind Red Dragon, but ahead of Cherry Limeade. Oh, oh, I like it, dude. Yep. This is right up there. I just want to let everybody know again. Um, look like a heartbeat monitor. What's that? Connor says, "Like the shirt, Neil Tyler. Yours looks like a heartbeat monitor." Yeah, this is this is. Hey, you know what's crazy is I don't give a shit what I wear as long as it's free. I don't buy anything clothes wise. Really? Like nothing. Now I will I will do this if I if I need clothes, yeah. I'll go just buy a shit ton of it. Right before I go on vacation or something, instead of packing, I'll go buy new shit and put it in there. But besides that, my wife, this is a Crown and Ivy shirt. Mm -hmm. I like Crown and Ivy shirts. Okay. And so the wife picked this out for me. And you know what? If she likes it, I'm wearing the shit out of it. She likes it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it does look like I was going with tie dye, but now that you said it was a heartbeat monitor, it does kind of look like a heartbeat. That's monitor. very. Uh, it looks like an Adobe Audition file. <laughs> yeah, it's my sound going on. All right, we have a we got to have a moment of silence here. All right, quiet please. Tiger is teeing off. Quiet please. This goes on. Uh, my man Connor made this for me again. Um, fun fact: when I was at when I was at uh, Ole Miss, I had that glass office upstairs. You know. Mm -hmm. I had he laminated me because they know when Tiger was playing, don't come bother me. I'm working, but it's up there. I don't I don't need other shit. So you you they would ask me what time Tiger tees off today. I'd say, all right, today's two oh four. They know they got to about two o'clock to wear me out. Whatever you got at two o'clock, don't bother me because I'm I'll watch film, but I'll have it up and I'm I'm in my in my deal. I'll throw shit and they'll look at me like I'm crazy because it was glass they could see out there. I would put this sign that said, do not disturb, you know, Tiger's playing. And I put a big sign like this on my door. Just think, if you spent all that time and more efficiently and, like, done a Nicobe Dean fundraiser, who, who knows where everything would be today? <sighs> um, I plead the fifth, <laughs> Your Honor. I plead the fifth. I'm not – we're not going there. I got too many friends that are still coaching. I'm not I'm not going there today, boss. Not going there today. A GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. A GoFund linebackers. Yeah, NCAA, turn this pot off now, please. Um, <laughs> GoFundLinebackers.com. So I would, I would put this thing on my door. So when we got fired, the last thing I did when I left is I didn't take this. I got went downstairs in the uh, janitor's closet and got uh, a ladder, and I climbed to the top of like twenty foot ceilings. I climbed to the very very top of it, and I stuck it up there like with permanent stuff where uh -huh. they couldn't take it off, and it was up there for like months <laughs> <laughs> after I left. They had to see it. So Tiger Tiger was represented well in the my That's office. Good. Yeah, you know you got to do it. All right, uh, brief. We'll, we'll touch on a couple of things before we get John in here. Real quick, let's tell the people about yeah. Rain. Can we do that? Yeah. Uh, Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. 
Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Um, did you see this court case, the NCAA court case? <laughs> yeah, I read uh, Michael McCann's story in Sportico. I guess it was last night. I read it during – I think I read it after the, all the basketball games. I was trying to kind of get myself to unwind a little bit before yeah. I went to sleep. There were some really good games on. It was. It was a good night. Um, as it pertains to the court case, I felt a little – clickbaitish like i got i got taking advantage of a little bit with a clickbait okay um i felt like i was logging i, I was clicking and starting to read an article like i'm about to read the ncaa's in front of the supreme court we're making this decision that's how i read it then i open it up and it's like some slappy third district court of appeals court in some freaking random town in another case that has nothing to do with the shit and it was like oh the, the judges are laughing at the ncaa talking about Pay, you know that they're they're basically the court case is is that this is how late they are to the game mm -hmm. okay the whole court case is because they're saying oh we're employees we should be paid like minimum wage employees if i was the ncaa i'd say check sounds good because they're not getting paid like minimum wage employees right now yeah but now they argued that nl nil is totally separate of that and they actually kind of the, the, the problem is the precedent setting here. But it eliminates collectives, though, right? You see what I'm saying? But did it? No, but I'm saying if they agreed with that and they made everybody minimum wage employees, okay, that would be a much cheaper well, for the collectives were, to come up with that no, money. No, see, they were, saying that they, they, were, they were saying that they should be dual employees. They should be employees of the NCAA and also employees of the institution at which they play. Right, but what I was saying is like, all right, so – what the collective is having to raise to pay running backs $800,000, to pay quarterbacks this, 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 yeah. this. They could take that money and pay everybody like a, there he goes, fucking hits in the trees. Yeah, but the they were fucking, saying that the collectives are separate from the schools, that the schools have to pay them, and that the collectives is a separate deal, that that's, 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 that's up to the individual athlete or the collective or whatever, that that's not, that's not a – it's all stupid because nobody will nobody will stop. It's it's the common sense thing, and you know me. You've known me long enough to know, especially now that we've done this show for almost sixty shows together. How about that? The lack of common sense thing is a real problem. Bugs me <laughs> in anything, right? Yeah. In anything, it's like my pet peeve. Like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, but that's how we do it. But why? And anyway, nobody will say, "Hey, look, here's the deal. The kids are getting paid. We." They wanted to get paid. Now they're getting paid. Um, they get they get education. They get a scholarship, which is value. All day long. Ask me. I have a bank account where I have um, University of Arkansas comes out on the 18th, eight eight months a year. That's fun. Um, I know I know that there's value. I can, in fact, I can put a value on it. I can <laughs> give you a number on what a college education is worth. I and and I have to go. Uh, into with with one of them that now lives in a sorority house. I, I go. That's lodging. I've paid room and board. I've done. I've done all the things. Right. Books. There, there, there is value. What does a book cost these days? I mean, like books for their semester. Out of curiosity, because that used to be a pain in the ass. Um, Caroline had to get one recently that was like two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Do they do any virtual stuff now instead of real books? Uh, no. I mean, there's some stuff, but they still have to buy. You still have to buy the materials. Yeah. It's expensive. So college has value, right? And now they, 
you if you make everybody an employee, every athlete, at some point, what you're going to do is you're going to force two things to happen. This is and and, and I'm pro player. Yeah. But at some point, the smaller schools, my alma mater, Louisiana Monroe, is gonna say hell to hell with it. Shut it down. We're out. Yep. We're out. And that's not just going to affect football. That's going to affect so many other young people that this is the only way they get to go to college. That's it. <laughs> this is it. Neil McCready for NCAA president. This is the only way that so many kids who are on track scholarships, tennis scholarships, uh, uh, I, I don't know, I'm drawing blank, women's basketball scholarships, Rifle. softball, this is the only way that those kids can afford to go to college. Yep. And when you strip those opportunities, you are impacting lives. So if if, if and and at the, at the bigger schools, they're going to start going. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. What do we make money in? We make money in football. What else do we make money in, Bob? We don't make money in anything else, Jim. All right. Well, then I tell you what. Let's kill every other men's sport not named football. Okay. Now, where does that put our numbers on Title IX? Well, Bob, that lets us kill five women's sports. All right, Jim, let's pick the five. Now, do the math on that. Yeah. How many lives are impacted when you do it? So it, it's, it's, it, it's frankly, it's it's why, and I'm not defending the NCAA, but it is in fairness to the NCAA why they never budged. They never budged because they knew that if they ever gave an inch. The other side would try to take 17,406 miles. And when they got that far, they'd try to take another mile. Yep. And that is precisely what has happened. And it is why, seriously, not to get on a soapbox, but it is why when people do the Second Amendment argument, when they do anything, like you saw it with, with COVID, yep. if I give you an inch, you're going to keep going. You don't want to compromise. You want to control. And I'm glad you said that because that's where my frustration comes in a little bit is you got, and there was the whole article was about how the people, the judges were basically making a mockery and laughing yeah. at the NCAA and their argument. Yep. And they're going to make a decision, right? Or whatever they decide to do. But the whole point is they don't think common sense like that because they've never worked in it. They've never broken a huddle or whatever they've ever done. Well, they don't really understand. They don't understand it. what's going on and they're about to make a final by God, this is the decision we're going with. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. They don't understand that it's going to kill people's hopes and dreams of paying for college and going to college. They don't understand that shit and it just pisses me off. That's how we're making regular, you know, rules and regulations when it goes to sport and, and court. If you make it a business, just, people are going to run it like a business. Yeah. That's just, I don't, I don't get it, man. And you if just, you're, if you're running a business, frankly, a lot of these places, you close it down. And if you're running a business at some of the bigger places, you're going to change the business model. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you can't, you can't change that. But. So if you're going to make all the volleyball players employees, I don't know what the wage is. I mean, if you're going to give them a minimum wage or whatever the rule is, the schools are going to turn around and go, okay, that's X more dollars. We're, we got to cut something. Yeah. The money isn't magic. And everybody can go, well, you know, you can, so you can fire staff. Yeah. You can eliminate staff. And you probably should eliminate staff. You can do that in a lot of places. You know what happens when you start eliminating staff? Everybody raises hell about that. 
Yep. When you tell all the coaches, hey, you don't need 20 analysts. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> when you tell when you tell the uh when you tell the coaches when they come in, you know, I know you say you need the new locker room. No. Nah. Do you know how, speaking of that right there, do you know how easy it is for me? Not easy. It's all relative, but when what I do, when I when I demo a product or I go to sell my service to a university, a new staff, boy, they get whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. That like last year in particular, I haven't gone through it this time this year, but there, the were, honeymoon. there were some coaches that were on their last leg. Dude, they wasn't buying anything. Uh-uh. They wasn't buying those guys anything. Oh, it's honeymoons. They were doing everything. The behind the scenes is so interesting how if the administration is behind you, they'll give you all the resources you need to be successful. If they're looking for a way out, they will cut. They will basically, and the fans have no idea. They'll cut you freaking. You go from taking, hey, we got this Wheels Up account, or, you know, here it's, uh, what's the local, Nicholas Ayer. Yeah. You know, we got, no, can't do that anymore. Uh-uh. You got to go fly commercial. Everybody's like, oh, well, suck it up. You're flying commercial. Well, there's there's efficiency with it, right? Also, as well, is like, you know, you can go see, I mean, it's awesome when you can go get in a plane and you can go see five kids anywhere in the country in one day with a head coach. Or if you're flying commercial, you're going to get to see one kid. And so they they kind of, they start just 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 taking it, taking it away. Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden the university plane is not available today. It's, it's got to go to Kansas and pick up a painting. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Hey, I, I, that university plane's been busy for a lot of crazy reasons before when they're not behind you. And so all of a sudden, it, it makes things a little bit more difficult. So, you know when you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, dude. I know when I go to spend money. It's either, it's like when I was at that, uh, at Alabama, I could get anything I wanted. Didn't have to ask anybody that was under $99,999. Didn't have that freedom when I came to this. <laughs> If I needed anything over nine dollars and ninety nine cents, I had to I had to get about four signatures on it. So makes things makes things easy. What city we got over here today? I think that's Seattle. That's the Space Needle, right? Nope. In the distance, that's Raghav Gupta. No, that's that's the name of the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to have Alabama. You ever, have you ever heard of Raghav Gupta as a city? No, I just throwing it out there. I just want to let everybody know that my man Tiger's got about four foot for birdie here on hole number one. That's good. I'm 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 keeping track if you can't tell. And all blue. He's got the blue hat on today. Blue for business. Business. Yeah. Well, I hope he does well. Are you uh have any interest watching will you watch one snap of XFL football this weekend? No. Not one. You didn't even watch our good friend AJ play Sunday afternoon on ABC? AJ McCarron was on our show. Oh. <laughs> I thought AJ Brown immediately. That's Sorry. okay. Um I mean I guess if I'm flipping and I see him, maybe, but no, no, I have no real interest in that. I'm, I'm I'm only, I'm I'm a season guy. I am too, big time. I will, I will watch him play because of my. I mean, I've known him since he was freaking thirteen years old. Very good friends too. Um, I watch him play. Um, I'm interested to. I will tell you this though, I'm interested to see how the TV works out this year. Mm Hmm. In the past, I think NASCAR. This is when NASCAR starts, right? So you got you got Daytona 500. NASCAR is losing interest, and so they're also, if you notice how they're on TV, they're now on, they're not on Fox. I mean, they'll be on Sunday, but the other races used to garner that Saturday attention and get that. Now they're on FS1, mm-hmm. 
And so now there's this vacuum. So the, the games, they, they're ABC, um, FX. They're going to play a full slate Saturday and Sunday this week. And there's actually going to be a Thursday night game next week. They'll get numbers. They're, I'm interested to see we have what a, they are. We have a country that, that's addicted to football. I'm interested to see what they are. I think the quality of product has to be good, though. It does. Otherwise, people check out like, after a couple weeks. Even hardcore people like me, that's yeah. what I'm looking for yeah. is the quality. If it's just uh, I mean, a bunch of dudes out there banging around that are, you know, I won't watch. I'll watch AJ play, but I won't watch the rest of it. No, I'm the same way. I, but I'm a season guy. Like now, it's basketball. I'm I'm into basketball. I like it anyway. Now's the time that I'll start with the NBA. I start kind of narrowing my teams that I watch. Right. Um, first half of the year, I watch everybody, and then I'll start narrowing it down. Now I'm, I'm, Boston's on. I'm watching Milwaukee. I'm watching, um, Cleveland. Cavaliers. I watch them when they play. Um, I'm I'm watching I'm watching Denver, Memphis, Phoenix. I want to see teams. I want to get to know teams like really well before the playoffs roll around because the playoffs are awesome. And then, you know, the tournament's coming up. Major League Baseball is about to start in about six weeks. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Dansby Swanson's already getting the Cubs fitted for rings. <laughs> I mean, this deal. If he if he goes and hits like four hundred with thirty bombs, you're just gonna wear my ass out, aren't you? <laughs> no, I don't trash talk. I will, but I will probably have Dansby Swanson. No, stuff. off the air, you're gonna be sending me shit. I know. No, I, I don't. Yes, I never will. do that. Yes, you. Will. I do not. By the way, speaking of baseball, uh, can rest in peace to Tim McCarver. He died. Tim McCarver died today at the age of eighty-one. I did not know that. Yep. Sad. Tim McCarver. Speaking of the Cardinals, great Cardinal. Yeah. Uh, Philly. Hall of Fame broadcaster. We're at that age now where guys that we grew up listening to mm-hmm. are passing. Like, na- uh, naturally, I guess is probably the right word. Some unnaturally, but it's happening. It seems like it's all the time. Now. People who, when we were kids, were larger than life. Yes. Raquel Welch died yesterday, for, I saw e- that for example. Like I saw Raquel Welch was an icon. Uh, by the way, just want to let everybody else know on the stream. Yep. Tiger is one under through one hole. There you go. You, hey, you know what, Neil? He's back. You can't birdie him off if you don't birdie the first one. Well, that is true. That is true. That is true. Everybody's doubt my guy goes out there and, and goes low, hole one. I've never doubted Tiger. It had kind of – I mean, let's, let's be, I, I know I'm a fan, and it's probably – I feel about Tiger how some of our fans feel like Grind feels about Auburn and how some of our fans feel about Ole Miss mm-hmm. or whatever. We got sure. Georgia fans, whatever, right? Um, Tiger's my guy. Oh, I say <laughs> – I think they put up on the screen wrong before. I, I can't jinx it. Now they're going to show it again. Hang on. I may have jinxed him. I can't. This will be bad if, he, if I talk about all this shit and he freaking lips it out on hole number one. I think it showed his name with somebody else. Anyway, um, he hit it. No, what, I, what was I doubting him for? He hit it. Yeah, so you're doubting your guy. But isn't it amazing, though, the guy? I mean, think about how many majors. If he, he goes through like a 10-year drought because of his back and everything else, if he doesn't have he comes back after the back wins the masters if he doesn't have this leg thing in the car crash does is he where's he at now is he back or is he still a shell of himself because he showed that he i mean he won three tournaments i think he's back after i think the he ba- would i think he would have been back because i think he's kind of fixed his life yeah like his personal life obviously derailed him for a while it's just as great as he is we basically missed a decade of his prime for sure i mean it's crazy to think of yeah um, what about this? Will you watch any NASCAR tonight? The dual one twenty fives? No. 
What, will you go to a NASCAR race with me if I go? I told you I would. But I, you, I know you're saying that, but I actually will. There's a difference between you saying it and actually yeah, doing I mean, it. I mean, I mean, I'll do it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go to a NASCAR race. You'll be so drunk you won't know the difference anyway. It'll be fun. Okay. We just can't tell Laura. Just tell Laura that we're going to do a show or something. She, that's all you – we'll go see Rich Rod and then and then sneak over the race. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. I'll get you country music. We'll get you a good concert. Saturday I typically night. will keep an eye on the Daytona 500, and if it gets really close at the end and they're not – It's going to be close. But if they're not having wreck after wreck after wreck after wreck. It's the best part. See, you admitted the part. I don't like the wrecks. Why? Because I'm afraid somebody's going to get killed. All right. True story. Dead true story. Took some coaches. Took some tr- – uh, somebody said the road to Talladega. <laughs> we'll go XFL lines from our road to Talladega. No. You have to wear – hey, no. look, XFL lines, the road to Talladega, and whoever loses can wear no shirt, uh, Daisy Dukes, and cowboy boots. No. <laughs> no. Hey, no. No sunscreen. No. <laughs> and a Dale Jr. cutoff shirt. <laughs> or Dale Sr. Um, trucker hat. Um, no, but the, uh, I want to say this was 2009 for years. We would take the staffs that I went on would go I'm too drunk taste this chicken <laughs> for years. We would go on the, um, we would take coaches to go to Talladega and a bunch of guys had never been. And, uh, I remember we had a bunch of tickets in one area around the start finish line. And Kevin Peoples, who is now the uh, defensive line coach uh, at uh, – where is he at now? He's at Missouri, the defensive line coach at Missouri. Okay. We were all together at Arkansas State, and we go, and him and his wife, Rebecca, were sitting, I don't know, about two sections down. We had two tickets for that, right? Well, that was the race that Carl Edwards' car gets flipped into the stands, and it was in his section. And, like, stuff came off. I mean, it was a bad deal. Catch fence caught the car, but like, you know, a tire went in there. And I mean, just all, and there were people like legitly hurt. And it was, I mean, 15, 10 rows in front of him. He was up about 25 rows. Dude, it sprayed. And we had no idea because we were there. So you don't know what's going on. And uh, that was, that was freaking intense. When you see a wreck up close, like being there, you're in it. You know what I mean? Like you can feel the heat off the car and smell. I mean, that's, it's the adrenaline that you get. I mean, it's, it's different than watching on TV for sure. Uh, you're not talking me into it. Hey, when, uh, by the way, when we get John in here in just a few minutes, um, if you guys got questions in the stream, uh, just if you don't mind tagging my name so I can see them, we'll try to ask him a couple of questions from you guys in the stream uh, when he gets on here. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave uh, AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I take AG1 every afternoon to break my fast. I know I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves and covering my nutritional bases. Uh, covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it uh, each afternoon. Done. also like that it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty good. If you ask me, it's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens slash MPW. 
That's athleticgreens slash MPW. I had a buddy of mine call me last night, and he was listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. and he said that he says, yeah, I heard you all talking about Athletic Greens on the podcast the other day. He goes, he's been using them for like a year, I think. Yep. He goes, he loves them every day. Says it's changed everything for him. So yeah, he, just, he was talking good about it's, it. Uh, it's 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 good, good part of a routine. Good good part. Yep. All right. Um, before we get John in here, and I'm gonna brag on him when he gets in here. I'll keep an eye out so when he shows up, uh, John is one of my really really good friends in this business. Um, I had to work at recruit against him. Um, I'm not gonna. I'll get him to tell some stories, but we've told it before on my other show. He was on my other show. Um, we had to recruit it. You know, I used to pretty much do what I wanted to do in Alabama recruiting. Um, and then this guy named John Summerall showed up. I had to pack my goddamn lunch now. Summerall was, uh, he would get after it. He's one of the best recruiters in the business, actually recruiting some guys. He's been, we've been through some battles on the same team, um, and then against each other. But dude, you're talking about relentless, just phenomenal recruiter. Um, I can't, I don't know if I, I don't know if there, how many there are out there better than John, if there is any, I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best actual go recruit a kid in the business, which is why he's having success rebuilding that roster so fast and, and, and all that stuff. So I'm excited to get him on here. He is a everyday guy and I know you got a chance to meet him while he was here. Yep. Um, but just truly one of the best, I mean, he's a great coach, obviously, just truly one of the best individuals in the business that's out there. Yeah, he was terrific. You could tell that was the thing about that that staff. It wasn't together for a very long period of time, but it was it was a really good staff. Oh, we had a great staff. Um just the timing wasn't good. Simple as that. He just texted me, says so running a couple minutes behind. He's, okay, that's fine. But he's in route. That's fine. I was worried more about it being on my end. <laughs> I'm going to have him just click the button when he's click the button. Austin wants to know, he says, hey, Tyler, because you and me are the only ones here that care, who are you pulling for to win the Daytona 500? Oh, we're going to have, it's not going to be just me and you, Austin. We're going to have this whole stream, including Neil being a NASCAR fan. Um, Probably in the 500, I'm going to low-key pull for Jimmy Johnson. He made He's making a comeback. He's coming back to NASCAR. He is old. Yeah, well, he got out. He retired. He's not that old. He's in my age. I just got through seeing him. He was uh, he welcomed uh, Zach Taylor into the hall, NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's not that old. He's like 46, 47. Come on, dude. I'm he's kidding. younger than a, us. I'm making yeah. a Jimmy Johnson joke. But he uh, – oh, that Jimmy Johnson. I'm lost. Hello. Over my head. Um, but, yeah, right over my head. I'm sitting here. So, you get me. When I start texting people, yeah, I'm, I lose focus sometimes. So, I was texting John. Um, it's all that CTE. Yeah, dude. I, it's it's low-key. got bad. Um, Jimmy Johnson, he's, he's only, he's a team owner now. He's going to run some limited races. So he's running the 84 car, not the 48 car. And, uh, he's going to run, he qualified last night that he'll run tonight at 125. It's pulling for him. Uh, he mentioned Kurt Busch. He retired, ran the monster car by the way, but Kurt Busch is, I used to not like him until I had a personal experience with him. I think he's a great dude. Um, saw what he did. Um, I, I kind of got, there's not really anybody I dislike, um, I kind of I play fantasy uh, NASCAR, so it's week to week. I pull for different people. I don't really have a driver per se that I'm like go win it um, every every year. I like Ross Chastain; he's fun. Um, the watermelon man, 
If they have a gimmick, I, I, I like Kyle Busch. Okay. Kyle Busch does not give a shit what you think about him, and he he just he goes and wins. I like him. So I like them all. I like Tommy Prater. He's my guy. The Moose. The Moose. You know, Tommy played for us at uh, – well, play, well, I coached Tommy – or I, I coached his son. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Who ran for a while, and we would go watch him. He ran the ARCA race, and uh, we got to go to his pit box and all that stuff during the race. When I was at St. Paul's, he played for me. You ever heard his dad tell the – Tommy tell the story of the day that Dale Earnhardt Sr. died? I have not. He was basically there. I mean, he literally saw them working on him. I'm looking. You're good. He said, uh, but he said, you know, the, the Hans device yeah. that came as a result of that. Yeah. Thomas was in a terrible wreck that had he not had the Hans device on, he would not have lived. Well, that's, yeah, it's, it changed NASCAR. It saved so many lives. It's the whole reason they started the new car they're in now. Right. They've been trying to do it for years. They're trying to make it safer. And I mean, dude, they're getting some wrecks now and walk away. Like Ryan Newman got in a wreck a couple of years ago. I remember that one thinking there's no way yeah. anybody's walking out of that. They do such a good job with that. And I'll tell you, the, the, like the one I was talking about in, in 2009 when Carl Edwards went up in the fence and everything else, he got out of the car and ran across the finish line like, you know, Ricky Bobby, like Talladega Knights because it just came out, you know. It's, it's amazing the, when they're going 200 miles an hour at a foot and a half apart. I mean, you just yeah, wiggle, wiggle the wrong way, you're taking out everybody. It's really impressive. What's really more impressive, I, I'm not going to say the driver's name, okay? okay. I'm not going to say this the last NASCAR talk. I'm sorry, guys. Right. I'm not going to say the driver's name. So we had, had Talladega figured out, man. <clears throat> so my good buddy Greg Montgomery, he owns Cooper Chevrolet uh, in, in Anniston, okay? So okay. he does all of the cars and stuff for the drivers and stuff while they're in town, courtesy cars, all that stuff. So he would do that. He was in charge of the tickets. I would handle the golf at the country club. They'd let us go golf. And AJ McCarron would go with us. And his granddad's brought the the uh, RVs. And um, he took care of the VIP stuff, like backstage patches, passes and stuff. Well, AJ becomes, as he goes in the NFL, he, gets, he becomes friends with a lot of these drivers. And AJ would drive in, um, he would drive in um, these, uh, I racing leagues with these guys. All right. So he gets to know the drivers. There was a particular driver that was hanging out with us. Uh-huh. He's no longer, I'll put it like this. He's no longer driving, but he's in the broadcasting booth. Okay. Was freaking shit faced at 3 a.m. in the morning. Before the. On, sa- on Friday night when qualifying was on Saturday morning. He oh had to get God. up at 8 o'clock and go <laughs> qualify his car for the race. And they were like, hey, dude, don't you need, I'm talking about can't. Can't talk. I mean, I'm talking about laid out in the RV floor, like uh-huh. passed out. I mean, at 3 a.m. And he was like, oh, I'll be fine. He goes, this is this stuff's easy. He says, all I got to do is get qualify the car at the speedways is just freaking put it to the floor and, and hug the yellow line. That's all you have to do is no, like, they were talking about how easy it was. I said, but you're going 200 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. and, and, dude, he went out there and qualified his car like eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Hammered. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it was amazing to see how much of them got after it, like before they got in the car and drove to it. Like, could you be hungover driving? No. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be off a little bit, right? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Would you do it? No. Like, I legitimately want to do it. Like, you I want swear. to get drunk and then go 200 no, miles an I hour around the track? No, no, no. I want to go, I want to go drive. And I don't want to be drunk doing it. I just oh. want to go do it. I want to. I, I swear to you. I think I could drive. I could. I could race cars. 
swear to you, I'd be fine at it. Like on the track by yourself or with Dude, when I did the I other racing, cars? Like a legit. When I did iRacing and AJ had the setup simulator deal, there were like real NASCAR drivers in there. I didn't finish last. I finished like eighth. Yeah, but they weren't. Re- you weren't really on the track. But it's a simulator. That's what they use now for practice. It's legit. Yeah. I mean, they had to drive the same setup, so I got somebody to set up my car. Don't worry about that. Right, right. I didn't finish last. I, I swear I could do it. Okay. I, I'm, I mean, you all you do is you put the foot to the you put the foot to the uh, floor uh, floorboard and, and draft behind somebody. It's not that hard. Just draft, man. Okay. If you wrecked, it'd be one thing. So, I got to call up in case he texts me. He's That's coming. Fine. That's fine. Um, no rush. We're all good. All right. While we're while we're waiting on that, Tiger just missed another birdie putt. So it's okay. Tiger. Yes, he's one one under. He's one under tied for twenty seventh after two holes. Um. Let's talk a little bit. I want because uh, got a comment. A lot of people liked our basketball talk the other day. Okay, I have to admit though, when it comes to basketball, I'm a fan. Okay, I'm not. You probably know more about it, the inner workings of it than I do. Um, and I know there's a lot of discussion here. I, I, I made the joke. Did you tell the joke this morning? What I sent you yesterday, last night, about my drinking game I was going to play today? Oh no! no. <laughs> I said I was. I told. I sent Neil a text last night that said every time that the name Chris Beard was mentioned in the thread or the uh in the stream i was going to take a drink and i would be drunk by the time that he said clark ford studios yeah who was your who was your first zoom this morning you can't say what's what team, uh, but it, it a new yeah i had a, a zoom one. at i had a zoom at 10 yeah you would have you would have not made it to the zoom yeah i made a, had a zoom at 10 i got done at 11 53 i had a zoom at 12 got done at 1 30 got in the car and come over here i've talked for a lot today your day and my day are very similar i'm tonight's going to be one of those nights where Laura's going to be like, you're being really quiet. And I'm going to say, I, I just don't want to talk. We added two new teams today, though. That's good. Yeah, it was a good day. So it's been a good day. Adding to the empire. S- step by step, brick by brick. That's what you got. You can't get to 70 schools until you get to 68 and 69. That's it. St- step by step. So, um, so you went to Chris Beard. Yes, Chris Beard and uh, Will Wade and all that discussion is like, and I did get about five minutes of your show before I got to the office this morning. Um, I like how you start early on Thursdays. Here's my thing with basketball, man. And I've said this. I'm going to get criticized. This is a fan perspective. This is not a coach perspective. Okay. How much does coaching really matter in basketball? Because I watch basketball. I mean, it matters. But, but, but hear me out, though, right? It's, it's players. This is how I feel about basketball, okay? You're going to miss the shot. You're going to rebound. Most teams will try to push it up the court. If they can get a free basket, they're going to get a free basket. But most of the time, they don't. Then they're going to set it up. They're going to run some kind of weave, and they're going to try to get it to their guy. He's going to get out there. He's going to call up the center or the power forward to come up there, and they're going to run some kind of pick-and-roll scheme. And he's either going to drive and dunk, drive and lay it up. He's going to hit the center on pick-and-roll, or he's going to kick it out to the wing for somebody to shoot a three. It's like literally watching the same in the college game. It's literally like watching the same exact team play over and over again because everybody's gotten out of – not everybody. Most teams are getting a lot out of, more out of uh, zone defense because of all the three-point shooting and everything mm-hmm. else. Everybody's going man-to-man. So it feels like a lot of parts, especially in the SEC, I'm watching the same exact game with different players every single night. That's how I feel as a fan. Again, ignorant, but that's how I feel. Uh, I mean, that's boy, that's watered down. or uh, That's what I'm looking for. It's concentrated a little too much. I mean, nobody's reinventing the wheel out there. But look, it's about players. It's there, but there is like I watched Buzz Williams. I thought it was a big moment in the A and M game last night, the end of the first half. He had 
They're down 12. They're getting ready to go in at the half down 12 with Arkansas having all the momentum. Right. And he drew up a really strong inbound play to get a three, and the kid makes – he put the kid in to take that shot. Big bucket for them, and they had momentum the rest of the game. I, so, I mean, I think coaching does matter. But, but look, it's about players. It's about anything else, right? I mean, it's about players. We talk about this in football all the time. I mean, Nick Sabins and Kirby Smarts of the world will tell you it's about players. But it's coach, coaching matters. Yeah. And the way that you the way that you work rotations, the way that you work your bench, the way that you manage foul trouble, decisions that you have to make when a guy has two fouls, four minutes to go in the half. Do you run the risk? How do you manage a guy with three fouls? Like I thought in that game last night, I thought Musselman mismanaged a guy with four fouls and they lost him a little early. I, I thought that was important. So it, there's stuff. So here's my question for you. And that's why I'm glad you said that. Cause that's kind of my point is like, do you really, is it really about getting the right X's and O's coach? Or can you not hire the guy, the, your assistants? There's got to be good assistants to do that. And you sure. go get a guy that can go get freaking dudes. Yeah. No, I, w I want a head coach that can go get dudes. Like that's kind of got to be priority one, right? I got to have a head coach that can get me players. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just think that's the – obviously, I think there's going to be a um, – probably going to be a coaching search here, I would imagine. Yeah, yes, in three weeks. Um, and I just – regardless of what happens, I th that's the that's kind of the mode you got to go, right? I think so. I think, I think Ole Miss has to hire a coach who can – two things. I said this this morning. I'll be quick with it. Oh, you're good. They've now had four seasons in a row where they've either been losing to the point that it's irrelevant or you had COVID, the COVID year yeah. where people weren't allowed to go had to the games. Had a good team that year too, right? Had a pretty good team that yeah. year. That was bad luck. So we've had four years where there's been no real reason slash ability for fans to get engaged. Right. Four years. You, you're going to have to get somebody in, whoever that is, who can get fans excited. Because the odds are you're not going to be a great team next year. So you've got to get somebody in who's going to get fans to come. You can't – it can't be somebody where they're like, well, I'm not going to the games until we start winning. Okay, well, what if you don't start winning? You're going to – that's the problem, I think. When, if you go do the mid-major thing, like, like everybody does. Is that our guy? Let's see if this works out. We'll finish. We'll finish my basketball conversation yeah, we'll later. See if my guy shows up. Somebody's clicking on it. Yep. <laughs> He's not there yet, but we can talk till he gets there. Look at his adding to his collection over there. Oh, 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 look at there. You're there. Oh, look at there. Look at I you. Hate, I hate to hey. say that it might work, but it might actually work. We'll just talk until he shows up because I know what he's doing right now. So he's uh, he probably got somebody going there and click on it while he's on the phone. So what I was what I was saying was I, I think it's important for them. <laughs> no, there he is. Oh, you're live, dude. You're live. Can so you hear us, John? Can't hear you. I don't think his audio is connected. Hang on. 
Let me connect your audio. Yeah, first. Now. yeah you. there you are. John. I'm I'm sure this is gonna come as a major shock to y'all, but I'm not <laughs> technically that gifted. Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> Troy coach I, John Summerall with us here on the show. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. This is the first time we've set up this little interview thing. You think you were worried about it. You should you should have uh, I told you in the email I was petrified that this would not work and our boy over here would be like, I don't understand why it's so hard. Well, I, I don't get it. Not only y'all are also pretty bold and brave to include me on anything that's completely live and unfiltered and uncensored. Well, I say fuck about fourteen times, so you're good. So well, there you go. Well, hey. but your your employer is not going to be able to fire you for that. Mine probably could. You know? Yeah, so. all right. Yeah, if there's ever, if I have a problem, they can always call the HR department. So he's in the back left office in my in my building if they got a problem. Correct. Hey, I, how about this? I got I to gotta do my favorite intro of all time. This man right here is the 2022 Sunbelt Coach of the Year. And in my phone, I have relabeled him in my phone instead of John Summerall. He is labeled. He's going to laugh because I've sent this to him before. He is John Summerall, motherfucking 2022 coach of the year. That's what it's in my phone. So when he calls me, there that's what I see. This is my dude, my Trojans head football coach. How about that intro, John Summerall? Well, I'm pulling it up on my phone just so I could <laughs> share with you. I have Tyler Siski. Is I'm not gonna don't show my phone number, story. knucklehead. Yeah, but it says recruiting guru. Okay, so <laughs> all right. The, the, the guru of all recruiting is what your title is, but. Um, yeah, it was a it was a heck of a year. I didn't I thought we had a chance to be pretty good in regard to like just playing competitive football. If somebody had said are y'all gonna win twelve games this year, I'd have been like, no chance. You know, like not because you know, to go from five and seven to twelve and two, I, I would never want to project that on not only our team, but myself. <laughs> so Hey, I wanna I wanna was, ask it was a good one. I wanna ask you a question about that, okay? Um, and before we get to being having fun, like me and you always do. So you started out the year, you were one and one and you go to app state. Here we go. Game three. And obviously I'm watching every game. You know, I got you, I got Kane. I know it's your rival, but I watch all you guys play for snap. Um, yeah. and you, and you have probably, we've been a part of some rough ones together. Uh, but, but you had probably one of the most heartbreaking, you're winning the game. You get, you get walked off on a Hail Mary against app. Okay. Um, you start the season at one or two. And what I wanted to ask you about is how much of getting off the mat that next week, okay, you play Marshall the next week and you and you get a, a dub versus a very hot Marshall I was gonna say, team. Marshall was good. Yeah. And how much they, did that moment – They just beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Like right before, yeah. How much did getting off the mat, that resiliency, being a new coach, establishing your culture, which is obviously very important, how much did that kind of propel you through winning, to winning 11 straight games after that, after that Hail Mary? Yeah, it was significant. You know, um, the culture here, I think, grew within our team. I think our connectivity and just our care about each other and and our um, our cohesion within our locker room, uh, player to player, coach to coach, and then player to coach, coach to player, I think had really grown through the spring, the summer, all the stuff you go through. I think we had done a really nice job of emphasizing that. Um, but I think that you never really know how guys are going to respond until they have to respond. And um, here, we, you know, our four core values in our program are attitude, toughness, discipline, and love. In our program, we talk about attitude, meaning um, not every day's, you know, purple skies and butterflies and 
skipping through the field, but it's just when, when, when bad stuff happens, have a good response. And we, I share with our team all the time, the video of Jocko Willink, the good video. And when the Jaguars brought that up, a couple of the guys that play for the Jaguars played at Kentucky. And one of them sent me the video because they know I love it. And we showed it to our team and like, we started the App State game off our first offensive drive with a pick, backed up our own territory. And on the headset and on our sideline, you could hear our whole team going, good, good, good. Um, and so we we approach bad things with a good mindset. Like, crap happens, it's going to happen. Good, how do I respond? And the other thing I share with our guys in the locker room after that game, is, man, my heart broke for those guys, man. Like, I mean, I, I didn't like it, but I've been – part of a lot of really cool wins and a lot of really crappy losses. That's part of what you do as a coach. But my heart broke for our kids because they had done so many things the right way that we had asked of them. And they had had real growth. And I wanted the tangible result of a win for them to show the growth. I told them I'm never okay with losing. Like I don't like, I got a nine year old son, as you know, and if I play him in horse in the driveway, I'm kicking <laughs> his butt every time. Like I don't take it easy on him, but we, um, I share with our team too, though, even though losing is never okay. I said, I've seen real growth within this team. How do I know that? Well, an apps app state came to Troy, Alabama, 2021, the 11th game. And the score was 45 to seven. And we went to app state the third game of the very next year, five games later. And for 59 minutes and 58 seconds, we played pretty solid football. We played one really crappy play at the end of the game. And I told the whole team, if you want to blame somebody or your parents want to blame somebody or the media wants to blame somebody, just tell them it's my fault. It's my fault. Coach screwed up. Coach Leave did, from the front. Coach, coach coach told us to tip the ball to the other team and let them score. <laughs> and but I told them, the next thing I told them was, right after that I said, but if I catch anybody in our entire operation moping around the building next week, you will be immediately dismissed. Like, I ain't got time. There's, there's some people who got real problems in life. Losing a game on a Hail Mary sucks. It ain't cancer. All right. Like it's some people are dealing with some real. That ain't that like that's just we lost a game in a crappy way. And the very next thing I told them in our team meeting on Monday was we played Marshall next week. This is one of the greatest team meetings I've had as a head coach. Is I'm in the team meeting that Monday before we start practice. I said, Hey, look, if we play Marshall this week, if I see anybody wearing green in this building. I will pinch you harder than you've ever been pinched on St. Patrick's Day. Like, it's going to hurt. <laughs> I'm going to pinch and twist and pull and everything. And we got one of our student assistants, an awesome kid named Hall. He's in the back of the team meeting room wearing a green, like, polo pullover. And in the meeting room, he just starts peeling it off. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looks back and just starts dying laughing. But, uh, you know, it – it sucked, but I was so proud of our kids' response. I think it really did sort of steer the season. So you you win that next game against Marshall, and you guys kind of just get on this roll. And I remember talking to you in Mobile before the, the game against South Alabama, which was one hell of a football game, by the way, which is going to lead to a question I'll ask you about in a minute. But you were, you were commenting. I, I said, you know, I wouldn't have believed how good you guys were going to be when I saw you in the opener in Oxford because – it was first game. It was hot. It was weird. You know, first games were weird. And you made the comment, "Yeah, we couldn't even line up right." And and hell, we couldn't break. We couldn't break the huddle and get the last <laughs> scrimmage. I mean, we sucked. We looked like a bad Pop Warner team. But 
midway through the season, you didn't. Midway through the season, you guys looked like a team that, I mean, outside of like Georgia and a few other programs, nobody would want to see you guys, right, on, on, a, on, on a Saturday. Were you surprised that the improvement came as quickly as it came for you guys over the course of like six weeks? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I wasn't. And, and to be quite honest, and I, I kid around, but that game one was like, we lost 28 to 10 at Ole Miss. And I felt like we lost like 70 to zero. I was like, it just was a total train wreck in every phase other than our punter. Our punter punted the ball really good that day. Everything had stumped. Hey, you, and, hey, you covered though. Just, we, I didn't well, know if you we, knew that or not, but I, I just let you know you covered yeah, the spread. Good, I, good, I may or may not have known that, that to be a, good, be a fact. Yeah, well, trust me, I, I, I not, I mean, I'm not don't answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Good teams win, great teams cover. Don't right? say that. <laughs> Do not um, say that. The NCAA may or may not be watching this podcast. <laughs> they can watch it. They're, they're, look, they're not monitoring guys getting paid millions of dollars. So I'm, if they're monitoring me, know what the point spread is. But no, I, I, I'm not surprised we got better. I think we, we were really bad in game one and it was like it looked bad at times um game one you know i like i think we set the tone for we're not going to back down anybody and we're going to play hard and we're going to play tough i don't know if we're going to play good yet i didn't know that we we're going to be that good you know as early as we were but uh any team i'm a part of if we don't play hard um there will be a fight and i might start it you know what i mean like we're yeah. gonna play hard that league is really good. I mean, there's a bunch of good teams in that league. Like that night, that was a, as physical a football game in person. And I was down on the field and and um, and both teams. I mean, defenses, both defenses were super physical. It was Every yard was difficult to come by, as you probably well know. And I mean, there was a bunch of that in the Sun Belt. How, we talked about it before the season, like, hey, this is an underrated league. It's just, but that league's legit. Having coached in the SEC and played in the SEC, it is like SEC-ish. I mean, from that standpoint, in regards to 
every week's a, a, a physical um, game. Every week you got good coaches. I mean, top to bottom in our league, the, you walk in and you're like, anybody can beat anybody every week. And um, that that game's a great example of them. But every week I, I go into it, I'm like, if we can just find a way to win this game, I'll be really happy because this is not going to be easy. Like there are no easy wins. And the parity is pretty real. You know, I mean, I think yeah. there are teams, there are teams that, yeah, always are going to have a little more talent, a little less talent, whatever. Like, but, but everybody's got some players that, man, if you don't know where they are, they'll expose you. And the league top to bottom, it's different. You know, Siski coached at Arch State and South and uh, I coached at Troy before and, I, I was here at Troy 15 to 17. And uh, Siski, you, you were the same year South, as I was at South, yeah. Roughly. And then prior to that, obviously, you were at Arkansas State. But back <clears> then, <throat> the league didn't have the same teams it's got now. I mean, right. now it's a different juggernaut. I mean, you've, you've got the App States of the world, obviously, are good. Georgia Southern. Georgia's good. Georgia State's improved. Marshall's good. Southern Miss has got great tradition. South Owls improved a ton. Lafayette, they got like an SEC-looking roster. Like, we walked out to play Louisiana Lafayette last year. I'm like, hang on, did LSU's team show up over here? Did Louisiana <laughs> Lafayette's team show up? Like, there's just dudes. And our State's had, obviously, great runs. And the the league is just – it's James Madison. We played James Madison next year. I'm sitting there going like, what? You like, pissed I'm off like, somebody in the conference office. Well, no. This year, our this year our draw from the other side was App and and Marshall, and I was like, "That's a tough one." And now it's like, "Oh, you get JMU next year." I'm like, "Congratulations! Like, this is awesome." Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, I asked you, I asked a question about this as a friend, but I think it's good for um, other fans to understand this. Is you're you're one year in now? Okay, you've been a head coach for one year. Uh, what what is something? What's the hardest thing? After being one year in, what's the hardest or most difficult thing that you've had to deal with being a head coach that nobody told you about? Because there's no head coaching football manual that you get that tells you how to be a head coach. What's kind of the hardest thing that you wasn't expecting in the job and you know, after being in it one year? I think probably the thing that you expect but you don't fully understand is the hardest thing. And it what it is is as a position coach, as a coordinator, whatever it may be. you're connected to everybody in the organization, but you're really responsible for a smaller sect of the team. Right. Right. And I think as a head coach, it's man, your, your coaches, the staff, the support staff, all of the players, well-being, not just in football, but off the field, academic, social, spiritual character, like, there's a couple hundred people that affect our program daily. Right. Players, coaches, support staff, administrative people. Anything that happens in one of their lives, I feel like it's a part of my life. I mean, they're connected to me, right? And so I think it's just the sheer amount of um, stuff you take on that you, you care about your people and that are involved in your program and organization. If you care about them the right way, their lives become a part of your life and walking through that stuff with that many people, it's like, whoa, like that's a lot. It can be a lot. And it's got zero to do with football. You know, it's a lot of times. And um, so that that's probably the thing I think you know, 
but you don't know how time consuming and demanding right. it's going to be. Um, and then, so that's one. And then the other that uh, I would gladly just give up uh, completely is having to worry about a budget. Like, you know, we, and, and you and I, have I talked about I may, or, I may or may not know about those, about those uh, headaches that you have on that one. Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about that on a podcast, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And when you, and you know, and like when you're in the sec, it's like, Oh, we're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars to do this. Nobody even asked why or what you're doing or here. It's like, Hey, I need $10 to take this guy to lunch. It's like, you know, Hey, what's, fill out some paperwork. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you so really need lunch? Or, like, you know, like, so you just, you feel like you have to be, more uh conscientious now we're we're blessed here our chancellor dr jack hawkins is a rock star man he's been here for uh, 34 35 years now this place would have would be nothing like it is if it was not for his leadership and what they've done to grow our program i mean you've seen where it's come from from um the <laughs> 90s to now i mean just in that time 30 years is amazing and so it's insane there, there's a ton of positive growth <laughs> You know, naturally, all humans, we always want it to be better and more and let's go further. And but uh, but I've never really thought as much about budgets. I don't think about I've never thought about my personal family budget. Like I just you do have a degree in finance, though. I mean, people need to know that. Do you do you run your checking account at the house or does Jenny do all that? I run nothing at my house. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't I don't. That includes the checking account. I don't run the, the dishwasher or the washing machine either. I don't know how to run. Usually I go home and I'm like, Jenny, where are the forks? I get in hey, trouble. Jenny, where, I, where do I get a plate? Jenny, where's the peanut butter? Like, I don't know where anything is in my house. Do you, I get in trouble for this all the time. This is another thing of coaching. I'm actually, I need to ask you this. So hopefully you are like this, but I get in trouble. I can't ever remember my address. Do you have a problem? Got, remember your address? I got that on lock. The, the, the two, the two things I'm dealing with. So my address is got, it's four numbers, the same four numbers as my address in Kentucky, but scrambled. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Now that jacks you up. up. And then, um, our street also the street, it has its name, but then it, it is street road because it's street going one way and it's street road going the other way, which is really confusing to me. But going back to Jenny, she's out of town for the night, and I have all four kids tonight, which is going to oh, be that's going to be fun. A complete, complete mess. If that if she returns and the house has not been set on fire, uh, a minor miracle has occurred. What's the What's the go to meal when it's just you and the four kids and she's not there? Is it pizza? You calling pizza? Or are you Are you Are you brave enough to try to figure it out? <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, well, the first thing I do is I call my mom who lives in Huntsville. And I see if she can come help, <laughs> and then. And then um, it's, yeah, it's usually uh, three or three, you know, pretty reliable restaurants here. We got a place called Sips. It's pizza. It's home mom and pop shop here in town. It's off the chain. The half shell is a real dependable, steady, consistent place. Those are a couple and then the, the kids love them. So it's easy. Yeah. But, and then and the other thing I like to do when she's gone is like maybe call my, my kids friends parents and be like hey what are y'all doing tonight you think you got room for this kid? <laughs> that's free babysitters man yeah exactly. hey little like, little hey, known fact sam needs, sam needs a buddy to hang out with. can y'all take but sam's my easy one. it's the girls i'm like woo. little known fact so, hearing about 
here in about, you know, 15 to 20 years, John and I are going to be related. My man, That's my right. man, Knox. Knoxie and Stella. Knox yeah. and Stella, when they were to, when we were together, we're like freaking frack, man. Yeah. So we always used to say, so I always joke, I said, how's my daughter-in-law doing? So that's that's yeah. it. He's only said he's seven years old. From the time he can talk, the only girlfriend we asked, only girlfriend, uh-huh. so who's your girlfriend? Just messing with him. The only name he's ever brought up is Stella. There you go. And then I had to break it to my man Knox that Stella had moved on uh, to oh. a different guy. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna have a uh, maybe it'll be a circuitous. Ma- we're gonna have a you know, arranged she'll, marriage. She'll work her way back to him. Yeah, we're gonna have an arranged marriage. I'm gonna control all the recruiting world. John's gonna co- control the, the coaching world, and we're gonna we're gonna have a monopoly on this college football thing. We're gonna have like a organized crime uh, family hey, kind of deal. If 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 Knox, if, and I would love for that to happen because then we could like go on vacations and hang out. But, but Noxie, if he if he does decide to go all in on Stella with long-term relationship good luck <laughs> she is, she is one bad chick like she don't play like she she will, she will straight look at adults and like be like why are you looking at me and like, and, and like she questions people like that she's six and she's like she's our driest kid our most just very direct kid and she has no problem telling you exactly what she thinks and she does not care how you feel about it not worried about your feelings. Hey, what did you get Jenny for Valentine's Day? Oh yeah, uh, so <laughs> a couple of things. Um, one, we went on a beach trip that a couple of weeks ago. That was part oh, of our okay. Valentine's I like it. And I've, we actually have one other trip planned that also happens to be to the beach. It's one of the benefits of being at Troy is we're like right two hours thirty a. Yeah, I mean it's right here, and then uh, which is like no knock on all the other beaches, but. 38 of the water, it doesn't get any better. Pretty nice, boss. Like I, was, I mean, you can, you feel like you're in the Bahamas. You can see your it's feet. clear, going. baby. I didn't get to two weeks ago. And then outside of a couple of trips, because we'd rather, we'd rather go do things together than like, here's your gift. Because at this point in life, I'm like, I got more stuff than I can, I need. And, but I, so I bought her some, uh, some slippers that I, 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 I get help with gifts. I already knew she go. wanted them. So it's yeah. not like, I didn't have to like go out and hunt them. I, her friends help me. See, I'm in the sweet spot on this right now because with Laura, I've got a Campbell's almost 22, Caroline's almost 20, so they're they're up on all the styles, everything. I can just say, hey, I need need some ideas, and no, you got it. You, and they just or uh, I went that's literally cheat code. that's cheat code a little. I bit. went shopping the other day, and I just sending them pictures. I'm like, pick one, and they did. <laughs> hey, that's done. smart. Done. It was so good. That's smart. so good. That's- that's where I, that's where the the beauty of being in this town is we got a little shop here um, called Glow. It's a women's store, and like they got everything, like clothes, makeup, jewelry, shoes, all. And I can walk in and just look, like go to the front desk, and be like, "Hey, uh, what does Jenny want?" And they're like, "This is exactly what she wanted last time she was in here. She just didn't buy it." And I'm like, "Boom, we got it." Let's there go. you go. So, all right, I so I, I know you're a big bourbon guy. Okay. Oh yeah. And you've been, you know, been in Kentucky. It's a big thing. I got a question for you because I know you've, you've, you got the. I've seen it. You've Facetime me. I've seen your collection. Oh, it's what, real. Yeah. What, what is the right either? And you don't have to. You can answer this one of two ways. Because after I wrote down the question, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him out here. So, what's the either the most money that you've ever spent on a bottle of bourbon, or the most expensive bottle of bourbon that you've been given? Because I know boosters and things like that. You get, you get bottles of bourbon. Yeah. The the most expensive or probably the hardest bottle to get that I actually have a couple of in my 
at my bar. I've got Weller CYPB, which is create your perfect blend or perfect bourbon. It's like, if you try to buy it out in the real world, it's probably like somewhere between 500 and a thousand. Uh, I, I, no, I pay that for it. So, well, I know you're um, not paying that. <laughs> I'm not doing that, but, but I, but I, it's pretty good. That and the Weller single barrel. Oh, I like Weller. It's, it's Buffalo Trace product, which is owned by Sazerac. Um, anything at Buffalo Trace, you can't go wrong. And they're, everything there is good. Eagle Rare is good. It's like the normal. But I, lo- I love, you Blanton. know what sucks Blanton about Eagle Blanton. Rare? You know what sucks about Eagle Rare now? Because it used to be my, like, se- not secret, but it was my go to. And you could get it for like 30 oh, yeah. bucks. And now you can't find it anywhere. And if you do find it, it's like 80 bucks, 100 bucks. Yep. It took off, yep. it exploded. It, and all of it, Eagle Rare has become allocated. Buffalo Trace is now allocated. Yep. Bourbon. So no different than 20 years ago, you could walk into most liquor stores and find Blanton's for 30 something dollars. Man, you, you get a bottle of Blanton's, you better hold on. Now, I got a little connection, so I get, I'm get let's just say, let's just say I got somebody that hooks it up. I got a line, I got a, a credit line in a liquor store. Where the, the bourbon pretty much just gets brought to my house. But, right. but no, Weller, Weller CYPB, Weller single barrel. Um, I don't own Pappy. I ain't going that high to pay because you got to pay to get Pappy, even if you know people, you still got to pay usually. I did have a guy that's a Kentucky guy come to our first home game last year. My first home game as a head coach. And I had the full flight of Pappy at my bar and we were drinking Pappy after my first win. Look at that. That's good. That I I got a picture of that whole flight at my bar. Like that's, it was pretty cool. He's got a hell of a setup at the house. I like, I, I, he's, he's FaceTime on the setup. He's got a hell of a setup. Well, most of those guys that get the Kentucky connection after a while, yeah. they, it's, it gets, it becomes a thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm low key jealous. Like I, I heard we're like for Stoops. I don't think Stoops was a big bourbon guy until he got to Kentucky and all of a sudden he's like really into bourbon and stuff. Yeah. You know, well, Bob, Bob got involved with tequila a few years ago. And then Mark now, Mark now owns a bourbon company. Um, William Tarr is the company he owns. He bought it, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago fully. He had already been invested in it. But he's got, he's got the, like, I got a pretty good setup. He's got, like, the setup. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, like, it's, it's pretty impressive, his, his bourbon collection. Hey, I know you've, uh, I know you're, you've been really busy and you don't plug in sometimes to the real world that's going on. Have you seen this Aaron Rodgers thing where he's going into complete darkness for four days? I've heard about it. Yes. Is that something? Could you could you see yourself, John Summerall, going in complete darkness for four days, with in doing that? Could that is that something you could do? I could disappear, and like not use my phone somewhere, but I could not like like when you say like lights off. Is, that's my question. I heard this. I'm like, is he talking about like? He's sitting in a house with no lights on. Yes. Yeah, he's he's like locked in a they, total toilet, total darkness. Nothing. Toilet in the middle of the room. Nope, not doing it. No. <laughs> nope. Where would your I, Where would your four days disappeared off the planet? No phone. You can have your wife, your kids, whatever, but 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 no, no you you can't do any work. No work at all. Yeah. Your phone's not going to ring. With, your beach. Yeah, I'm good with the beach. Yeah, I'm good with Lake Martin. I'm good with I'm good with my backyard. Like I don't like I like I live I got like five acres and nobody's really around me per se, um, and so I'm good at a lot of places. But I don't mind. I'm, I'm good at unplugging. 
I would not be good at sitting in the same structure for four days with no lights on. So I was going to ask you, you talked about you got 200 people in your building. You, they're all part of your life. They're, they help your program. You've got, um, I call it the tampering portal always going on. You got allegedly, you got, allegedly, yeah, alleged, allegedly, allegedly, you got the transfer portal. You got recruiting that always is, is happening. How often do you get a chance to just unplug for a day? Yeah, probably not fully ever really, you know, I mean, I think you're all, a lot of it's like what comes up, you know, like we we're we're currently in the search for a new defensive coordinator. That's today. I wasn't like, bringing that up. You brought that up. I didn't want yeah, to bring it up. Hey, it's life. No big deal. Good. Like we got to move on. Is that out there um, yet? Or are you breaking news here on the McCraney and Siski podcast? There, yeah, no, it's out there. Yeah. It's, it's fully out there. Oh, it's out I mean, there now. Pete Dammel's around with it. Everybody's got it. It's good. We're, we're right. out there. I was hoping um, you was going to break news for us right there, but I wasn't going to say anything. That's why I'm no, bad at this but, show because I didn't I didn't say anything. Yeah. Look at those. You got those high-dollar lights. Well, speaking of, I just went into darkness for a minute or two. The lights, <laughs> you know, yeah. If you don't move in this room for like 15 minutes or something, stand up, the you actually go into darkness. Um, but no, we, you, I do a good job of when I can – putting the phone down and I, I try to be pretty present when at home with the kids, whatever with Jenny, but, but no, there's, that's the one thing is like, there's always something, you know, every, there's not a day that goes by like, Oh, nothing happened today. <laughs> like, like there is something every day. And there's, and obviously if you're not recruiting every day, then you're, you're dying. You got to recruit every day. All right. I know, I know discipline players is a big part of, you know, what you have to do as a head coach. So I want to ask you something just allegedly if something hypothetically, if something like this happened, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're starting quarterback, um, your starting center, your starting kicker, and a don't quad receiver happened to allegedly, allegedly borrow the gator, um, or steal the gator, whichever terminology you would like to use, and drive it to the front porch, which is the local bar there in Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a good time at the bar that night and then decide to drive it back from the bar to the field house and then just happen to get pulled over by the Troy police department in the Gator intoxicated. Um, and that came to you. Would you, would you kick them off the team or would you just uh, run them? Starting quarterbacks, definitely not getting kicked off. The, team. <laughs> I mean, but the, the donk wide receiver. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, Here's the deal that like what happened with you, right? And <laughs> what year was this? 1990. That would have been, what? that would have been the fall of 1999. This happened after the Florida A&M game. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly well, happened it, after the home first home playoff game. Allegedly this happened. I don't know if it did right. happen. Allegedly. I think statute of limitations what, are up. Was, yeah. What was much better about that time is there's no such thing as like Twitter, oh. Instagram, all these other things, TikTok, Snapchat, like whatever, all that. I don't understand half of them, but uh, they didn't exist. And so there was like Coach Blakeney got told and it, nobody ever probably would have found out. Shaughnessy ran the shit out. Like Coach Blakeney found out, obviously. They they allegedly may or may not just taken us, uh, got somebody to come take the Gator back and then dropped us off at home. And then I was running, or allegedly there was a donk wide receiver that, along with the others, that had to run a lot on the next uh, the next morning. So now there would, there would have been some discipline, but I, you look, man, <laughs> you, you gotta live, right? Like, hey, 
you're talking about. Like I'm all for, you know, having constraints, but if, if, if everything I did in college, I held like our kids to some standard that was higher than what I was held to, we probably would not have a team <laughs> like that, that. I was a knucklehead, man. Now our, I'm very, and you talk about this, but I'm very simple. We got three rules in our football program. Be early. All right. Which means for us 10 minutes early to everything, protect the team, which means like, just don't do anything too stupid. All right. And no energy vampires. I don't want anybody whining. I don't want anybody complaining. I don't want any excuses. If you do those three things, I'm pretty easy. Like nowhere in there does I say like be a saint or have a 3.0 GPA. Like, yeah, that's great. But like our rules are pretty realistic because man, you gotta, you gotta live a little, you gotta, you have a good time. Yeah. So Lawrence, LT Lawrence Tynes, he figured out that the mailbox key also started the Gator. <laughs> and, and so I don't know how he did that, but him LT and Brock Nutter, which is our starting quarterback lived there's a golf, it still is, but there was a golf, full golf course in between the facility and where they live. Like across the street was a golf course. So we had a little yeah. get together at their house that night, that evening, and it was time to go to the had a little pre game. Decided it was time to go to the bar. And then we walked across the golf course to the uh, facility. And Tony Ferrante, who was the equipment manager at the time, he's yeah. still, is Tony still there, right? But he's, he's doing something else. Tony's no longer here. He's retired. He retired. He's working for, uh, like the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Gotcha. And the Camellia Bowl. And he, he's helping with a couple of these bowl games now. Well, he recently retired, but he was our equipment manager. And he would park the Gator right outside of the uh, of the facility. And so, dude, we walked across there. We thought it'd be real – I thought we were going to be funny as shit. So, we pulled up to the bar in the Gator, the basically the golf cart that carries all the equipment. Yeah. We drove it from the facility to the bar, which is about, I don't know, what, three, four blocks probably, uh, maybe longer than yeah. that. Yeah, that's a that's a solid mile. Yeah, I mean, we we drove it and parked it, went inside, closed the bar down, and then decided well, we got to get this thing back. And so we we made it about two red lights before. Boop. I hope yeah. my mom's not listening. I'm not telling my mother listening. That she doesn't know the story. <laughs> and then they uh they we had a well, they, they graciously uh, took us back and Shaughnessy uh, Richard Shaughnessy was our strength coach. He uh, ran the shit out of us. Yeah. Um, to the point we used to have. They still have these hills that are go down to the practice field, and he had these telephone poles, and we all had to get on the telephone poles, and like to tell him pick it up as a team and walk it, uh, walk it uh, forwards and backwards up and down the hill, which goes all the way at that time went all the way around all the practice fields. So, yeah, we paid the price for it, but it was it was a shit ton of fun, man. We yeah, you're good, still talking about it. We so had it was a good fun. time. Yeah. yeah, I still remember it. So, Miss Judy Judy Morgan, who is a Troy staple, she still remembers that. So I did some things. She yeah. still remembers all my stories. So she's a, she's the best. Yep, Ju- Judy is a staple. She's a Troy legend, without question. What uh, I got one question from the fans here. I was wanting to ask you in the chat. Um, Austin Blancett said, "Can you ask? Please ask John what he took from the SEC to help you in the Sun Belt. Did you take anything from coaching in the SEC that has correlated over to coaching in the Sun Belt?" Yeah, I don't know, like, maybe from the SEC, but, like, the thing I took from, I would probably just say my experience at Kentucky coaching for Stoops was just knowing how to um, get the work done. Like, it takes what it takes, right? 
but without occupying everybody's time and just drilling people and like becoming overbearing with how much you ask people to do. And so like we meet staff wise, we meet every day, but we don't meet very long. Like we basically meet. So everybody knows what the agenda for the day is and then they're out and the agenda, they kind of already know, but it's just so that we're in rhythm. That was like probably more from a, how to run a program standpoint that I learned from Mark. And then, um, I do think football wise, man, there's a lot of correlations between that league and our league, just maybe, you know, different, different top end player. Like the SEC obviously has got their top end players. Like, wow. Like, right. You know, um, but, uh, but the football, the brand of football is, is really similar. So there's a lot of parallels that, that I felt like we, we uh, learned from my time there, but, um, the biggest thing I took away was from Mark, man, of just, you know, respecting people's time. Like, I think if you give people more freedom with their time, then they actually like our kids, they come back to the building a lot and do extra that I don't even ask them to do because I don't monopolize their time when we do have them. I just get the work done and let them go. And so because of that, we get guys that show up around here. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, I just want to watch tape of my own. And so I think knowing how to, knowing how to, make the environment the, the daily pulse of the organization just fun you're basically describing creating culture right creating a, a, yeah. a synergy inside a building which is really difficult to do i mean to me everything you're just describing like i know you guys won 12 games and you almost won 13 and i mean you were this close to a new year's six bowl but doing that in year one building that much culture in year one that's probably your biggest accomplishment at this point right Without question. I, I would say um, we had really good people on the roster when I got the job. Like, had they been winning games? No, maybe not. What did I, did I walk in? And, like, I think too many times people in general just say, well, wait till that coach gets his players or whatever, right? Well, the guys that played on the team last year at Troy, they wore the same logo I wore, right? And so they were my players. Like, whether I recruited them, didn't recruit them, they're still my players and I'm their coach. And um, so I think just getting connectivity and people to care about each other and to understand that like, we're all on the same team. And, you know, I talk, I talk a lot about like Troy doesn't beat Troy. We protect our team. Um, Nobody crosses us, man. Like I'm telling you, like if somebody, like, I, I I may not be the most gifted, but if if I got to fight unfair to win, I might do it. Like we're going to find a way to win. And allegedly, um, allegedly, yeah, yeah. allegedly. So, <laughs> I just think we create we create a belief system amongst our kids that don't back down anybody. Give everything you got every day, and look up at the scoreboard at the end of the day and see did you win. And if you did, awesome. If you didn't, that stinks. But good, move on. Like and so we. Um, I think it's hard, but I also think it's, I think sometimes it's harder if you overthink it back to darkness. Um, it's hard if you overthink it. I think when you go back to making all of your decisions with basically two things on your mind, is this good for our players? Is this good for our staff? My decision-making process gets really, really easy and clean. How do, how do you approach the portal there? Yeah, we have, I think you have to embrace it everywhere. Um, you know, the thing I've noticed in the transfer portal, Neil, is that um, 
some of the positions that go in, like I've seen offensive linemen go in that were FCS schools. And I, and I watch him. I'm like, oh, this could be a really good player here probably. And then he goes to an SEC school. And then he goes there and he's like a backup. He's never going to play. So I think it's – there's a fine line. Uh, certain positions like edge rusher, offensive tackle, DB, certain spots, guys get – maybe recruited to levels for depth. And so I think you have to, you know, they get over-recruited in some regard. And so I think you have to be aware of what you're able, like what can you actually get out of it that fits your culture? Um, <laughs> that's probably the the piece that I do. I try to emphasize as much with, as anything with our staff is like, yeah, we may have a type of player we need with a, within a position, but making sure that guys that we bring in are going to fit our culture because that's why we won last year in a lot of regards. It wasn't because I'm not taking anything away from our schematics. I think we coached well or our players. I think we had some talented kids, but we weren't like the most talented team in the history of group five football. We weren't the best coach, maybe I'm sure there's better coach, but I think our, our team believed in each other. And oh, it, was, it was, room. it was readily apparent in, in, in yeah. mobile that night. I mean, you guys, you guys were on the same page. Y'all were dialed in. I mean, Southwest too. It was a hell of a football yeah. game. No, but I mean, they're re- they're re- they're really good. They're yeah better. I'd like to be yeah yeah. But it was just it was you could see it though. I mean, like you know you you watch enough football if you watch sidelines and stuff. In in, I don't know football the way you guys know football, obviously, at all, even a little bit. But I can watch a sideline after doing this for twenty something years, and I can be like, oh, that team. They don't really like each other. Or this team, man, they're going to go to war. You're going to have to really fight them yep. to win. And you can see that both of those teams were dialed in that night. It was impressive because you don't see that. Even the SEC and stuff, you don't see that week after week after week. You can look on – I mean, I won't name names. <clears throat> almost at Arkansas. Um, <laughs> there were times when, hey, this team's falling apart. Like you see players coming off the field and coaches and stuff, people having to almost be separated, and you're like, that's not a good sign. Yeah, there, there was violence that game. There was stuff that happened. You're like, oh, it's, there's stuff. No, you, the, and, and the, that, only, the, only, the only separating that had to be done on our team last year was me from the officials a couple of times. Other than that, we were all good. Hey, how many? You head- blew a gasket in Oxford that day, man. I mean, you, you, you the, the, the headset, that headset didn't make it to the next week. Hey, I, I don't think it made it to the next <laughs> series. Hey, how many headsets did you break this year? Because here's what I noticed as your friend, <laughs> I noticed yeah. as the season went along. You kind of got a little calmer. Now, now the scoreboard may have affected that, but you you, you got a little yeah. calmer as it went along. How many headsets did you end up breaking last year? I think I think only two. I don't think it wasn't that bad. Okay. And, <laughs> and really, what, what was what was great is like after the old Miss game, um, I'm like, well, I was like a real idiot on my first game as head coach. I lost my I lost my marbles, man. Like, you lost your awesome. shit. I'll say it for you. Yeah, I've never to, I do want to compliment you on your language. I've never heard you talk this clean in my life. So this is very no. this is very difficult for me to under interpret, but go ahead. It can be difficult for me at times too. Trust <laughs> me. I just spoke with our baseball team. They play their first game tomorrow and our head baseball coach was like, Hey man, you come talk to our team about toughness. He's like, Your team is the oh. toughest team I've ever watched. I'm like, Yeah. It it was not made for the radio or a podcast <laughs> or YouTube or whatever. But um <laughs> So, um, the, the headsets, I only broke two, I think I did get calmer, but the greatest, the greatest thing was like, I think it was maybe such a contrast from how it had been around here prior that 
I, after the game in my press conference, I was like, I apologize for, you know, losing my mind. I, I'll, I'll handle myself better in the future. Uh, my, my, my uh, approach is going to hopefully be different. I'll try not to do that again, but I can't guarantee I won't. <laughs> um, and, and then I come out of the locker room and I got like Monty Kiffin's there. Who, he's like, coach, that was awesome when you lost your, you know, <laughs> and, and then, and then like, I walk out to the bus and like my, all my team, all the parents were like, yeah, coach, way to fight. <laughs> like that was a way to give them hell. Like they're, they're all fired up. And I'm like, okay, I guess everybody's cool with me being a nut, nut job on the sideline today. Like, um, but I, I felt like too, looking back on I me, mean, when I got the penalty at Ole Miss, they were like on the five yard line. All right? It's free, so man. It's we just already, two and a half yards. We already, yeah. It was like a two yard penalty. All right. And so, and, and two, I had more of our guys in our team that were here who were like, coach, thanks for showing you're going to fight for us and you care. And I was like, I wasn't really thinking about that at the time. I was just thinking about, I, we ain't taking crap from nobody. Like, cause that, cause I mean, the call, they got overturned after I lost my mind. Yeah. I don't know if I didn't lose my mind. Was it going to get overturned? I don't know. Maybe it was, but um, no, I, mean, I was going to make, I was going to make sure it got addressed though. <laughs> like they weren't going to address it. Yeah, you, you set a tone. You set a tone in week one. Yeah. I mean, and you're, you're like, if, if guys came up and said that to you, it tells you that it meant something to them. I mean, if, yeah. if the coach no, is going to, if the coach yeah, is going to fight for them, they'll fight for the coach. Right. That's right. Hey, uh, I know we got, I know you've been extremely generous with your time and I know you got a lot going on, uh, obviously. And first of all, as a fr as your friend, you know, I love you. You probably wouldn't have done this for anybody else. Cause I know the shit you've been going through last, last, uh, 12, 24 hours. But want to thank I want I want to thank you very much for doing yeah. that. I do have one last question I want to ask. When when you retire, when you're done with it, okay, I'm because I'm I'm out. I'm doing I'm doing I'm not going back. Will you? Can I interview? Can we do a uh, show or do a interview on the Nakobe Dean uh, recruitment? Uh, you and I, and just tell the truth about everything happening. Don't answer it now. But when you retire and everything's everybody, all of our friends are out of the business. Can we can we do a can we do a short story on that? Two, two, two things. Yes. Full disclosure. We can do it for sure. When I'm retired. Yeah. You have to be retired. Or, for maybe, or maybe when the NCAA just decides they totally given up on legislating anything and all there so are no, what, what, no, it's no, it's no bar to there's, so next, so next week, Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Cause that's where you are like, talking about spreads. I'm like, they don't, I don't know. They, they 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 might they might penalize you for a kid getting a free cheeseburger, but not for him getting seven million dollars to go play quarterback. Like, the uh, about to get a pizza. You're you got a game suspension, like my man, I mean, my my man. Uh, that was a long that was a long evening for my for my good friend John Sumrall. We 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 uh, was, a lot of hours long. spent on that one. A lot a lot of. Uh, I won't go too much into it, but we did. We, the best part about that is we went to uh, what's the pizza joint down here? Um, Lost Pizza. Yeah. Lost and we were pizza. and John and I, along with Matt, we were doing the uh, no carb thing at the time, trying trying to lose some weight. Um, and we got pizza bowls. And so I sat in the what used to be the where the lobby is, where the um, trophies and stuff were, which is now being renovated down there. Mm -hmm. It was a desk down there. Everybody's closed. It's literally me, Matt. And some are all like last three people in the building. And I sat with my feet up on my desk playing on my phone, 
why some are all paced because he talks on the phone and walks while he does it. He put in about 20,000 steps for about – he was on the phone for probably three and a half hours straight, and I just sat in a chair and watched him walk in circles for three and a half hours. And then he, when he circled back around from me, he'd give me the O. Or he'd come back around one circle and go – and then he'd pr- – and so that, that went on. So we'll, we'll tell the whole story once the uh, statute of limitations run up. There, no, there was two recruitments for me at my time they were, that were like that. That was obviously the Kobe one was the one that got all the attention. The other one that was like that a little bit was no, Lakia Henry. <laughs> yes. And it, was, and it was us and like Texas and Arkansas were the three schools. And yeah, one team, one team, we won't mention the team, but one team may or may not have brought uh, one of those players during a dead period on an official visit that we were dealing with. Hotel room during a dead period. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So we were having a battle that. They were the one that was already in the SEC out of Arkansas and Texas. So I don't know if that narrows it down for you. Hey, you do know hey, my. The kid, the kid calls me. I'm like, it's like dead period. He's like, I'm like, hey man, where you at? He's like, oh, I'm in Arkansas. I'm eating dinner with one of the coaches. I'm like, <laughs> What? <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. You do know my business has to be certified by the NCAA, right? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm good for a year, though. I got it certified hey, last week, so I'm good hey, for another year. Mine does, too. Until, <laughs> until, until next Tuesday or whatever it is. Yeah. The tampering portal. The, once the NCAA starts hand, handling the tampering portal, I'll tell you that you probably need to be worried. As, yeah. of, as of right now, yeah, I, think I think you're think, pretty far down I don't the food chain. Yeah, I don't think they're worried about me. I just joke. Yeah, that's, that's that's mission impossible right there. Yeah, not I, I don't. I, I don't. We've talked. We talk all the time, obviously, but I don't understand. It, it's very. And it's and it's. I will tell you this. It's a credit to the culture that he's built there, but. It's that's really the only thing you got holding these kids at home is to keep them from listening is the culture and the special thing that you yeah, have going on. And if you have a bad culture at a, at a group of five school, I you're mean, toast. It's, it's one phone call away and your ass is out. Yeah, you're toast. No, it, and it is at every level. I think power five, group of five, FCS. Um, and it doesn't mean we won't ever lose kids that we don't want to lose. But I do think at the end of the day, if the kids in your program – know you genuinely care about them, know that you're going to sacrifice to help give them every opportunity to be successful and that uh, you put themself, them before yourself. I'm not saying you're not going to lose any players. You're going to lose players still everywhere, but, but I think it's going to maybe give you a better chance of gives you a, keeping people. Yeah. Gives, gives you a fight you a chance. Yeah. yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you know, they're like, they're look, we're in, we're in the front end of transfer portal NIL, right? And like, whoever thought let's pass both of those at the same time was really smart guy, really, really intelligent human being. Correct. Like, (laughs) let's just open these two things up all of a sudden at the same time and see what happens. Um, but (laughs) hold my beer. I hold my beer. Watch this. Yeah. Like this, this is brilliant. Like I got a great idea. Let's, let's fuck the whole sport up in two minutes. We're we're all we're all really like on a reality TV show doing this crap. We had no no nobody's told us like it's like let's just video what's going on there building after we open up these two rules and we'll make a reality show. But but the but the the thing that the thing that they still haven't like we're still early in NIL right. It's about to be tax season here in a couple 
weeks. Sure is. My accountant was calling me while I was uh, while I was doing the interview yeah. a minute ago. I had to tell him like, I was doing a show. Like that's gonna be real when like kids got a check and they got no money left in the bank to pay the taxes on the check they got. Yeah. Like that's oh, it's it's absolutely a real thing. It it is and it is coming in the next eh, two months. Somewhere around yeah. like around to be exact, about I don't know, one month and thirty days. <laughs> Yeah. Or three no, months. Yeah, yeah. Two months, no, a month, month and 30 yeah, days. Yeah you're, yeah. you're right. No, it, but it's, that's a piece that I'm like, I know everybody's doing education, and all, but still like you can't manage somebody's bank account for them. And you know, the, the, the tax part of this is what are they going to do? Like, I don't know. I want to think about it. Luckily we don't, we have NIL here. We don't have set. Let's come play quarterback at Troy for $7 million NIL though. So I've got a, a little bit easier. How much track. could a donk, a forty-five-year-old donk wide receiver come? How much would you? How much would you give him for nil? Uh, Zero dollars. Oh, I mean, I Absolutely. couldn't. I couldn't get a coke, yeah. a coke or anything. I couldn't get nothing out of it. Yeah, a glass you, of bourbon. Yeah, I'll give you a coke. Yeah, I'll give you a coke. I mean, I no, guess no, no dollars though. No dollars. Okay, I guess no. But dude, no. I appreciate. I know Neil. You got anything else? No, I appreciate the time, John. It was awesome. Great catching yeah. up with you, dude. You're a stud. You know how much I love you. I can't. Uh, I'm. I'm so excited that you know being a. I know I tell people this all the time privately, but I'll do it publicly. I'm. I'm so happy that you're there where I went to school and getting it turned back the way it used to be, um, and the mentality that that you bring back in the culture and and the toughness that that's what that place is all about. And so, on behalf of all of the uh, former players and alumni, dude, you you. You got it going, man. So we're happy for you. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me. It's always good catching up. And uh, look, I'm I'm so honored to be here. Like this is a really this is a football place. Like you know, some 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 places like act like they care about fo- fo- football. Some people they show you they care about football. You know, like we played Army this year outside my window. We had thirty one thousand people here. Like that that don't happen everywhere. Yeah. So this is a. It's a fun place to coach. We got great kids. This is a cool program. Um, and but appreciate y'all having me. And uh hopefully uh you know when the NCAA shuts down, we'll go into the, the Kobe Dean <laughs> All, All right, right, John. Thanks appreciate for the time. See y'all. I'll holler at you later on. See you, man. Well, it automatically when you hung it up, automatically went back. Was there? Automatic, but I had to hit a couple buttons. Can I look tell you at, something? Look at your boy. Huh? I'm so proud of you right now. I, I know. I'm kind of. I, I, if I'm honest, I'm a little proud of myself. I, I'm being serious. The people don't get to see this side of you. Okay. <laughs> this is. I lost some sleep over this last night. Yeah. I, I woke up a couple times and said, "Okay, now if I hit that button, what's going to happen?" Yeah, dude. I'm so proud of you, man. Look, I mean, think about how far we have come. Well, I mean, we've had the. Troy trip. We had the whole Cole Kublik phone scenario. We had the Oh God, I forgot about that. We had the Boise, all that stuff. And, you know, you got the new setup. We're like, hey, can we do this? And we're like, ah. And we tried it. And I just want to it's my fault. Okay. I'm going I'm I'm going to take accountability here. You and I tested this one Thursday afternoon or whatever it was. We tested this a couple of weeks ago in your fucking camera Monday night and your camera shut down the next day. So you have come a long way. I am proud of my man's production ability. Look at you. I appreciate that. So exciting. Hey, uh, I want to thank our friends at Walk-Ons, by the way. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. 
all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check out your um, walk-ons wherever you are, but especially if you're here in Oxford or if you're in the Jackson area, stop in Ridgeland and uh, tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring this show. We're also brought to you by our friends Comer at Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, Bates, full of surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Dude, that was awesome. I, I enjoy the shit out of him. and. Oh, he's terrific. I mean, you know, he, 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 I wouldn't say this with him on because it would put him in a spot that would be completely unfair, but he will be coaching in the uh, SEC or Big Ten in the not too terribly distant future. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah, he's got – and I've, He will be on people's very short list as early as – This year. This year. Yeah, he um, – the thing that I, I love about him is what you saw right there, that's him. Yeah. You know he he's he never changes who he is. He's real. Um, he's a, he's a guy's guy. Um, you know we talk. The, and the, here's the thing: is like we're friends, right? But at the same time, I understand he's a head coach. He's got shit to do and all that stuff. Like no matter when you call him, or, I mean, dude, he's answered the phone on the freaking practice field. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. is who he is. Um, he had uh, and I didn't want to bring it. He brought <laughs> he brought it up. I didn't wasn't gonna bring it up. One of the reasons that we had the backup, we were going to start two fifteen. He was like, "Hey, I got." He's having a changing coordinators. This all happened last night. His defensive coordinator left left to go two lane. Yeah. Um. All this happened all of a sudden last night out of nowhere. Um. Well, out of nowhere, he knew it was going on this weekend, but thought he was going to be able to keep him. Um. And so he was having to make some phone calls and stuff. And so instead of, you know, a guy, he's like, "Hey, look, I told you I was coming on. I'm coming on." And I was like, "Dude, we'll we'll figure something." Dude, I told you I'm coming on. I'm coming on. And like, how many head coaches would do that? Not many. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. you've been in this business long enough. Not many. When a guy's trying to hire a defensive coordinator, yep. and for him to say, hey, I told I – mean, he literally said – he said, hey, is there any way we can bump it back? I was like, yeah, sure. He goes – he's like, dude, I got – you know, I was like, dude, if you got to go handle that, we'll figure we'll figure something out. We can kick it another day. He's like, no, I told you I was coming on. I'm coming on. And that's just – that's awesome. Yeah, you know, no, he's he's terrific. And all, all the stuff about culture, it's yeah. – it's, it, You start – it comes from the top. It Oh, it does. And it it's – in today's college football – like you were at, we were talking earlier about college basketball and stuff. Here's where coaches matter. Okay, yep, I, I agree. Here's with that. where coaches matter is its culture. Yep. Like I told you that yesterday about you called and you were like, "Hey, you know Alabama." I'm like, "I'm just telling you, man. I got a feeling about Tennessee." And 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 the feeling was, I've watched that team a bunch, and Missouri got them. They 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 were a little lax against Missouri. They're a veteran team. Barnes has coached a long time. People do that second round, Rick, and it's bullshit. It's unfair. It the tournament is so damned arbitrary. But what I knew about that Tennessee team was, I bet you Monday, Tuesday practices, not not like nasty. I just bet you they were locked in. Yeah, readjust mental readjustments. Well, and not even, and you didn't have to like yell at them. Yeah. They they knew. You don't have to pull teeth in that game. Yeah, and they knew, and they. Bama was coming in with the one by him, and I just said, mm, "Be careful, man, because I I got a feeling that's going to be a proud basketball team." And it was. And and you you get that night in Mobile. The one thing that really struck me that night was how tough those two teams were. I mean that game, that game, that game was real. Yeah. I mean you know and 
And that was two coaches that like each other, you know, and are friends and stuff. And and, and <laughs> that's a weird deal because they like each other, and it's a big rivalry. You know, it's a big rivalry. And they, and and they all legit, stuff. legit like yeah. to hang out, and you know, yeah. we're all was, friends. There was a real, there was a real, there was a real deal. Are you that was hard for me. Well, <laughs> I told you. Well, I told you. I told you that night. I mean, I said both of these guys are coaching Power Five like really soon, sooner than later. Yeah. So, all right, uh, we've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Make sure you check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel. And then, uh, more importantly, go find you some of this tropical storm. You're a fan, huh? Stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. I do too. I mean, I, I drank mine in literally like 10 minutes. I was, was after it. It was really good. So, so uh, we'll be back on Monday. We'll uh, talk about something. I don't know. We'll Tiger wins. The Tiger's going to be winning the Genesis. Okay. We'll talk Daytona about Daytona 500. Yeah, we'll catch up on we'll some stuff. see. Thanks to everybody for being uh, in the stream with us. And again, one more time, thanks so much to uh, Troy, Coach John Summerall for his time today. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. And we will talk to you again on Monday. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.